I have a team of amazing podcast producers at One Stone Creative. One of the founders, Megan Doherty, often sends me topic ideas for this very podcast. Because she also runs an agency, she has many of the same questions we all have, and she provides me great fodder for thought. One of the ideas she sent me was a discussion about how to provide different types of services at different price points for many different clients. And that, my friends, is what I'd like to discuss during this week's episode of the Spin Sucks podcast. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. So, offering different price services for different sized organizations. It's actually not as easy as it sounds. Like many entrepreneurs, I started my business thinking I could scale by offering communication services to small businesses because they're typically underserved. Well, turns out there's a reason for that. It's incredibly challenging to scale a business on $500 to $1,500 per month retainers. You can pretty much only hire junior level employees and they'd each have to service 20 clients at one time. If you had one weekly meeting with each of those clients, you're at 20 hours a week just in meeting time, not to mention all the work you have to do. Not to say it's not possible, but it is extremely challenging. That's why rather than try to be all things to all organizations, it's important to figure out the right pricing model for your business, or in this case, agency, and then how you might be able to package things for the clients that can't afford your done-for-you services. Chip Griffin and I had a similar conversation to this last July on the Agency Leadership Podcast. We decided there are eight types of pricing models to consider. Number one, billable hours. Number two, project-based. Number three, buckets of hours. Number four, fixed fee retainers. Number five, all you can eat. Number six, productized services. Number seven, points-based. And number eight, pay for performance. As I go through each of these, think about how you might apply them to the work you do and the clients you work with internal or externally. Meaning you may work for an agency and have external clients, or you may work for an organization and have internal clients. Think about which ones make the most sense for different sized budgets, different sized organizations that have different sized teams and different sized resources. Here we go. Billable hours. Blech, ugh. I am not a fan of billable hours because you're getting paid for the time you spend and not the expertise you have. But this also comes at the tail end of my serving as an interim chief content officer for a client, and they paid me by the hour, which ended up being extremely lucrative. <clears throat> so it's not always bad. And I had figured out what my true billing rate is, and they were willing to pay it. And the billable hour often gets a bad rap. For instance, many attorneys bill by the hour, and it's usually a pretty high hourly rate. That's because you're paying for their expertise and their efficiencies. If you want to service different sized organizations, perhaps this is the way to go. You can offer a different hourly rate depending on their revenue numbers. You could have a nonprofit rate, a small business rate, a mid-sized business rate, and a Fortune 500 rate. You could also have a friends and family discount. There's lots of, lots of different ways you can make this work. It could get a little messy for the accountants, but it is feasible. 
Then you have project-based, which many of us shifted to in 2019 and certainly last year. This is one of the most common pricing models because it keeps the client's risk low. They know how much it'll cost and what they get for the money. And it allows you to stay within scope of work. If they want more than what's outlined in the scope, they have to pay for it. The trick with a project-based pricing model, though, is that you have to get your time estimates right and there needs to be a buffer for scope creep. The only thing I don't like about this model is it's impossible to project cash flow and revenues beyond a month or two. But this is a great option for those smaller organizations that need your services but don't have an annual budget. Then we have selling buckets of hours, which allows you to blend hourly and fixed fee projects into one. With this model, a client would buy a block of hours for a defined cost. There are many coaches out there who work this way, whether it's a lifestyle coach, a cycling coach, an executive coach, you buy a bucket of hours and use them as you like, but once you run out, you're out. So you either have to ante up again or end the partnership. This usually works well if a client knows exactly what needs to be done and about how long it will take. They lead the strategy and provide you with a plan to get things accomplished. We have a client who likes to work this way for things such as database management, email marketing funnels, and social media templates. The holy grail for many agencies is the monthly retainer. And it's how I've grown my agency. And I love it because I know exactly how much money is coming in each month and for how long. I love the certainty of it. The challenge, of course, is that with a retainer, a client they tend to think you're there to do their bidding no matter what it is. And that goes for the $500 a month retainer to the several thousand dollar per month retainers. You have to be crazy clear about what it includes, but more importantly, what it does not include. For instance, in my early entrepreneurial days, we had a client that thought his $2,500 per month of retainer meant he could call me at all hours of the day and night and weekend and would often call me to attend a meeting that lasted four or five hours, which back then was easily half the monthly budget for one meeting. So we overserviced it to death trying to meet his demands, but also get the work done. Imagine my shock then when they fired us for not achieving the results they were expecting. That was a hard lesson to learn. Even with fixed fee retainers, you have to be crystal clear about what's included and what's not. So those are the first four pricing models Chip and I defined in our earlier podcast. In just a minute, I'll be back to talk you through the remaining four. I'll be right back. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack. And the second is the PESO model certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co dot co slash spin sucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts. The PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. 
Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com slash academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on Academy in the navigation. And now back to the show. I'm back. This is turning into a really long episode. Well, long for me. So I'm going to go through the next four as quickly as I can. And we can always discuss more in the SpinSucks community, which I will say the link at the end. And I'll also include in the show notes for you. All right. So now we have the all you can eat option. This is just like the buffets we've all been to. Well, at least before the Corona. I'm pretty sure you'll never again see me at a salad bar, Chinese buffet, or Las Vegas breakfast buffet. Because now... I'm a germaphobe. I will admit it. I'm never going to eat something, food out of something that other people have picked at ever again, ever. This option gives clients lots of options and they wander around slopping all of their options onto their credit card. We've tried this method before and just like it sounds, it's pretty messy. Not only is there no strategy attached, you've pretty much become an order taker who just does tactics. If your agency deals in high volume, repeatable tasks for clients, a model like this can work, but pricing has to be spot on to ensure that neither party gets a bad case of indigestion. Boom. (laughs) Okay. That was really bad. What are we on? Four or five. We're on number six. All right. So number six, product type services. I am very much a fan of product type services. Anybody who has listened to me or read me for a little while knows this. And I love this option for the clients who can't afford you. At my agency, we have online courses, the PESO model certification, one-on-one coaching, workshops and training, and we do the PESO model work for clients. This allows us to work with anyone who wants to implement a PESO model program, even if they can't afford to hire us to do the work. It has taken a very long time to get to this point, though, and there is still much to do. But this model works best for us. That said, I don't think it would work quite as well if we didn't have a defined process that everyone's trying to get their hands on. You can certainly productize your intellectual property. Just make sure it's done in a way that prospects need your special sauce to be able to do it themselves. Number seven, points-based. During the past decade or so, a new approach to pricing has gained a foothold among some agencies, particularly in digital marketing. Instead of selling buckets of hours on a one-time or ongoing basis, agencies give clients a set number of points for a fixed price. And then these points can be quote-unquote redeemed for specific items on a menu. Writing a blog post might be 100 points, while posting to Twitter could be five. A landing page might cost 250 points, while an About Us page is just 50. Points enable you to move away from discussing billable hours, but it's really just a veneer for the same type of relationship. For clients with wildly varying needs from month to month, either in terms of the specific services required or the volume needed, points can be a viable solution. Using a points-based approach to pricing has many of the same downsides of selling buckets of hours, but it also adds the need to educate prospects on the model because most clients haven't experienced it before. Nevertheless, it could be a good solution for some agency client relationships. Just be careful here because just like the all you can eat approach, it can also end up being that you're just an order taker, not a strategic partner. And then last, but certainly not least, although I would prefer not to even include this one is pay for performance. I hate pay for performance. It doesn't take into account all of the work we have to do to get a new campaign up and running. For instance, 
a prospect called me the other day and he's looking for someone to help him market to a new audience. He said he would happily pay us a percentage of all the leads we generated for him, but he doesn't have the budget right now to hire us outright. At the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, I probably would have done this. It sounds very appealing. I know we can generate quality leads for him. So taking a percentage of what we do, that sounds appealing because we probably in the long run would make more money doing it that way. But I've been burned and I know how much work goes into getting things up and running for a program like that. I have to pay my team, which I can't do in the interim if we're not being paid. And guess what happens for clients like that? They get pushed to the bottom of the list because everybody knows we're not getting paid yet. So I'm not a pay for performance fan. Likewise, there are plenty of publicity firms that will set up pay for performance with new clients. And the way they make their money is they'll post news release after news release after news release to the wire and then send the reports to the unsuspecting client as a quote unquote show of how many hits they've gotten. That definitely straddles the unethical line in my mind, especially because I know how many of those hits are bunk. Not my cup of tea, but this is a topic that Chip and I covered in a different podcast episode, so I'll give it a listen if you want to consider it. I'm not always right, and it might work for you. I'll link to the episode in the show notes. There's a lot here to chew on, and we've certainly only scratched the surface. The first thing you want to do is figure out if you really do want to be all things to all people and offer different pricing models based on preset criteria. If you do, and there's nothing wrong with that, many of these models would work as long as you have a great accountant and are diligent about estimating accurately. As Chip says, you also need to remember that you are not Netflix or Amazon or the New York Times. Nobody's going to report about changes you make to your prices or pricing model. This means you can be flexible and make changes over time. Test things, see what fits, and keep improving. And if you want to chat about all of these pricing models, there are a couple we didn't include, like percentage of ad spend, figure out what might work for you or how to service different size businesses while still making a profit and not working yourself into a hole. Join us in the free Spin Sucks community. You can join us there at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 